0: Welcome, my name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. G'day guys, Jesse here with another episode of The Wake Up Call. This is episode 119, and I'm really excited to get back into the groove of producing new episodes uh, on a consistent base. Um, you know, it works uh, really well for two reasons. Um, I don't consider myself to be a super creative person in the artistic sense, um, but I do have a lot of knowledge and insights and um, pearls of wisdom, if you will, in my brain, and this is a really nice way for me to kind of get my ideas and my expertise out there to you, the listener. And it gives you guys hopefully something to build on, Uh, you know, week after week, month after month, you can continue to, you know, work on your your own self-development. So I'm excited to do this on a more consistent basis um, for us both really. Now onto today's topic. Uh, This episode, um, this is a question that got sent in from a regular listener and Sean asks, Uh, whether it's best to hit the weights or the cardio first to lose weight, okay? As it's something he's heard a lot in the gym. So, you know, what style of training is superior? Should you go and do your cardio training first or should you do your weightlifting or vice versa? And honestly, this is a terrific question because, you know, as somebody who's been in the fitness industry since I was 17 years old, I've been doing this a long time. It's something that I've encountered numerous times but for the average gym goer or the person who just wants to you know get really strong you know change their body actually improve themselves it can actually be a a question that stumps you okay um, but before I go into the details and which style of training is superior I want to get to the important part um, and you may actually find that my answer to the question surprises you a little bit uh, hopefully in a good way um, But the first thing I wanna to get to and ask you directly is this. If your goal is fat loss, if you wanna lose weight, if you wanna trim up, if you wanna drop some fat, my question to you before we even dive into the training and whether you should do cardio or weights first is this. Have you done anything already to adjust your diet? Okay, have you actually done anything from a nutrition standpoint? Or are you just kind of hoping that your training is going to undo and reverse some of the damage of your eating and drinking? Okay, and that might be like a punch to the face. That might be like, whoa, Jesse, that's a bit personal. That's a bit, you know, confronting. And my response to that is good. I hope it is. I hope it actually stops you in your tracks and makes you think about, you know, what you're doing. Because if it doesn't, you're really missing the forest for the trees. And I see people doing this a lot. They're kind of working, or they're looking at the wrong thing, all right? If the answer is no to that question, if you haven't done anything, if you haven't even looked at or reviewed or assessed your current diet and made any little changes, okay? You're barking up the wrong tree and you're asking the wrong question, okay? Nutrition, the food that you eat, the liquids that you consume, these are the things that are going to address and change your body composition. So that's the way that your body actually looks and um, will define your total mass, i.e. your body weight. Okay, And it's gonna impact your fat percentage way more than training ever will. So my advice to you is if you're listening to this and you're a few kilos, or if you're a lot of kilos heavier than you want to be, start there, that is the department you should be zeroing in on. Okay. Does training help? Yes. Does strength training, is strength training beneficial? Absolutely, 100%. Will cardio help you? Yes, it can, definitely. But if you're not going to put any time and effort into actually looking at what you eat and drink, you know, you're know you really just wasting your time and your effort. And the results that you get, will they will reflect that. And this is why so, so many people who you know, go to the gym, they get disheartened because they go consistently, week in, week out, they show up and they put in the work and they follow the plan and nothing changes. You know, month after month, year after year, decade after decade, they still look the same or very similar to how they did, you know, a few years beforehand. And it's because nothing's changed when it comes to what you eat and drink. So if nothing changes, nothing changes. All right. But if you've already made some changes, if you already reviewed your nutrition, your diet, so to speak, and you're making attempts to eat better and to consume fewer calories, now you may proceed and consider the next step, which is the training, the physical aspect, okay? And one of the things that I, I think I do really well as a uh, as a coach and personal trainer is this. I like to think that I'm actually very pragmatic. So there is very much a difference between theory and application. What looks good and sounds good in a textbook format versus what actually works and produces results here in the real world, okay? And everybody likes to put themselves in one camp. You know, some someone's the cardio guy or, or the cardio girl, and then one person's the weightlifting person. Really, it comes down to this. Okay, let's look at this from a common sense standpoint. The order of the training that you do comes down to one thing. What is more of a priority for you? Okay, that's the question you need to ask yourself. If you're already, you know, ticking some boxes and making some positive changes and working on, you know, your daily habits and behaviors from a nutrition standpoint, that's great, keep doing those things. And when it comes to training, what is more of a priority? What is more important to you right now? And this is, this can be answered quite simply. If you are already cardiovascularly fit, but you're not strong, go and lift weights first. Do it while you're fresh. Do it while you're as close to 100% of your maximum energy, okay? That should make sense. And then on the flip side, if you're already pretty strong but you've got no work capacity, you have no engine and you gas out after, you know, walking a flight of steps or, you know, going up your long driveway or whatever it is, something that shouldn't, you know, puff you out, you would probably benefit from doing your cardio first. Okay? Actions express priorities. So the things that you do on a most frequent basis are the things you will see progress on. So if you're really jacked, if you're super strong and you've got a ton of muscle, yeah, it might, uh, it might be beneficial for you to go and actually do some cardio, hop on a cross trainer, go and do some air meal work, do some rowing, okay. But if you're thin as a twig, you you can't even do a push up. If you can't, you know, do some basic movements and you've got no strength. If you can't lift any weight, you, my friend, need to go and get yourself down to the weight section and build some strength develop some muscle mass, all right? Can you see how that works? Surely you can see how that works. Ask yourself right now, what do I need to focus more on? Getting fitter, improving cardiovascular health, heart, lung function, or do you need to work on actually building some strength, developing some body awareness, getting muscle, all right? That's really the main question that you've got to answer. All right, I will come back and detail more specific examples of when perhaps cardio is best to go first and also when uh, weights is best to go first. Um, But that's a little overview in a nutshell of how to look at things from a pragmatic standpoint, from a 10,000 foot view. Look at your current situation, all right, and then put the eggs in the basket that needs the most attention and the most work right now. Okay, because down the line, you can change it. But right now, just figure out, do you need to work on improving your aerobic capacity and having a bigger engine? Or do you need to work on getting strong, building some muscle, and that type of thing, okay? When it comes to fat loss training, okay, this may blow your mind, what I'm about to tell you here, okay, so if you're not already sitting down, grab yourself a seat, strap in, here we go. The best form of fat loss training is what's known as CFD. It's not HIIT training, okay? It's what's known as CFD. Calorie fucking deficit. Okay? And to achieve this calorie fucking deficit, I'm going to give you some I'm going to give you three of my top exercises to achieve it, okay? Some great exercises to be in a CFD are number 1, plate pushers. Number two, fork put downs. And number three, table press outs. All of these things that I'm saying to you are to get you to do one thing, eat fewer calories, okay? And this is the thing when it comes to nutrition and the health and fitness space is, people wanna try and debate it and say, it doesn't work for me, I've tried this, it doesn't work, I did this, that wasn't effective for me, I didn't like that. The bottom line is this, if you're not losing weight, If you've tried diets in the past and they didn't work for you, for whatever reason, it is likely because you weren't in a calorie fucking deficit. All right? Those exercises I just mentioned, yes, they're a bit of a piss take, okay? But this is what they actually mean. Push your plate away from you after you are satisfied, not stuffed. So don't eat until you're you know, full as fuck and you cannot get out of your fucking chair. Put your fork down after each bite, okay? There is some science to actually back up the fact of eating slowly, okay? People who eat faster and don't stop consume more calories. So my advice for you, very simple one, and you, th- this is the thing. I have looked at nutritional science and behavioral psychology. This is the thing. People think these simple habits make no difference. And it's because you've never fucking tried them, you've never given them the time of day, and you've never done it for a consistent amount of time. So, if you would like to actually really give this a shot, put your fork down after each bite, chew your food fully, okay? Properly chew it, don't you know swallow it half digested or half chewed, chew the fucking thing. And then also put your fork down once you are content, not once you are in a food coma. Okay? And the last one. Press yourself away from the table to signify that the meal has officially ended and it's not a fucking buffet and it's not an all day or an all night affair. All right? Does that make sense? Okay? If you want to lose body fat, it's not about the training. It's about your diet. It's about your nutrition. Okay, I'm hopefully beating this into your brain so it actually sticks. Maybe one thing that I say in this podcast will be the light bulb or the epiphany that you need to reflect and look in the mirror and be like, you know what, Jesse's right. Every time I have tried that diet, I stuck to it for two days, not two weeks, not two months or not even two years. You know, I didn't stick to it long enough or I wasn't disciplined enough or I wasn't prepared enough. Or maybe I got shiny object syndrome and I tried something else, all right? Because right now, if you are carrying excess weight, i.e. fat, that you don't want, if you're wearing a clothing size that you hate, all right? If you're sporting a certain style of clothes to cover yourself up and hide your body, I can tell you with 100% certainty, it's your diet that needs fixing. Not your training. Okay? I once knew a lady who did I think it was fourteen hours of exercise a week. And she still didn't have the body shape and the body composition that she wanted. So all she's doing is putting, you know, the emphasis on train, train, do cardio, do weights, do all of this stuff. And while while I am a huge advocate of strength training, of improving your cardiovascular fitness and all of this great stuff. You will get benefits from that. But this person was training 14 hours a week and still did not have the body shape or size that she wanted. What does that tell you? It's not the physical training. It's the fucking diet. It's what you put in your mouth. All right? I'm going to give you some very simple strategies and solutions that you may choose to use to get yourself in a calorie fucking deficit. And I say it like that because... I want you to remember that acronym, CFD, okay? Because nothing else is going to work unless you are in a calorie deficit. So here are some methods and um, things that you can look to utilize and implement to help you achieve this calorie fucking deficit. Okay, some things at your disposal. You may choose to do fasting. Okay. Fasting is basically a period of time that you go without eating. Okay. Now, I want to say this and put this on the record. There is nothing inherently magical about fasting. Okay. The main reason that it works is because you have an overall reduction in calories. Hint, calorie deficit. So one of the things that I really like about fasting is this you don't have to do anything at all. So you literally don't eat, okay? Um, so it's more beneficial, it's more useful for some people than others. Uh, you know yourself. Uh, for a lot of people, you know, they lack willpower. Maybe it's time that you give yourself a window of eating and not eating, okay? A quite popular method is uh, 16 at eight. Okay? Um, Another option for you is smaller plates and smaller bowls. This one's real simple. So if you've got a really big fucking plate and you load that sucker up every night for dinner, just grab yourself a smaller plate. You're still having a full plate worth of food, but it's now a small, it's now a smaller portion size. Okay. So from a behavioural standpoint, nothing really changes. You're still having air quotes one plate of food. Like you've re- reduced your calorie intake, okay? And again, people hear strategies and uh, tips and habits like this and they think, no, can't work, it's too easy, it's too simple, uh-uh, it's gotta be something else. Give me something else, give me something more complicated, give me something more fancy. No, just go and buy yourself some smaller fucking plates and don't overfill them. We're not building a fucking pyramid here. <laughs> you know, you're having a meal, you're having a breakfast, lunch or dinner, So go from large plates to smaller plates and smaller bowls, that's it, very simple, okay? An option that you may, if you haven't already tried it, is calorie counting, okay? Think of this like um, accounting. Um, I also think there is a very, very close correlation um, with people's finances when it comes to being overweight, underweight, or at their ideal range of weight, okay? And the reason I say that is, if you consistently spend more than you earn, uh, you're going to be in debt. So maybe that means, oh, I'll fix that problem by going and getting a credit card. So you go and spend money that you don't actually have. Uh, These are typically the same people who can't track their calories. You're spending calories that you don't have, okay? If you wanna lose weight, you have to actually save some of those calories. You have to restrict your air quotes spending, so to speak. Okay? So if your finances are in disarray, I would actually have a look in the mirror and be like, okay, what's your body shape? What's your body composition like? Because if you can't, if you can't track and measure numbers uh, in one aspect of your life, it is possible that it will transfer negatively into another aspect like, for example, calories and how much energy that you eat and consume on a day-to-day basis. Okay, so actually tracking your calorie intake can be very useful and it can be transferable to other areas of your life. Like I said, saving money. If you don't have a, what's the word I'm looking for? If you have no restrictions, if you have unlimited spending, okay, what do you think is gonna happen? Sooner or later, your savings are gonna run dry. And once you've got none left, what do you do? Borrow more? Do you get a bigger mortgage? You know, this is it's, yeah, it's it's just fucking ludicrous. It's it's nonsense. So maybe actually tallying up how many calories you eat on a daily basis is a useful situation for you. Okay, if you like spreadsheets, cool. Put together a spreadsheet, tally it all up. If you like the uh, low tech solution, maybe you get your phone and you just put it in your notes section. Breakfast, uh, four hundred and twenty eight calories. You know, just round it up to four hundred and thirty. Lunch, uh, 385 plus a snack and you do the math, okay? Um, Another option for you is having a cutoff time for eating. Now, one of the most common things that I see people struggle with with their nutrition is dessert, okay? I've assessed many food diaries over the years um, and dessert can be a big one. I have been known to consume half a tub of Ben and Jerry's at a time. And I can tell you now that's hundreds of fucking calories. Okay, like hundreds if not like towards the thousand calorie mark. Uh, So that can fuck up your whole calorie deficit just in one sitting. I've also uh, assessed uh, food diaries where people have eaten half a block of chocolate or a full block of chocolate. And again, that's 400, 500, 600 calories So your eating could be perfect for the day. You could hit all of your calories, all of your macros, that's great. And then after dinner you get a little peckish, you've got a little sweet tooth, you want a little something just to tide you over, and maybe it's the ice cream, okay? Maybe it's a muesli bar, maybe it's granola, maybe it's you know the block of chocolate, whatever it is. If that pushes you over the edge, you have not achieved your calorie deficit for that day, and it will have an impact on your goals, okay? So if you say, for example, no eating after 7 p.m. Hard and fast rule, 7 p.m., no more food, all right? You can drink water, you can have tea, you can have coffee. I wouldn't recommend that uh, at that time of the day, (laughs) but you want zero calories, okay? So your options are pretty fucking limited, but it's a means to an end. If you need a bit of discipline, you could be eating, all right? If you don't plan and prepare yourself accordingly, And, you know, you just end up grazing, eating throughout the whole fucking day and all through the night. You maybe need that barrier that says seven o'clock's here, I'm done. Like I am fucking cut off. If I want some more food, slap it out of my hand. (laughs) Okay? So that could be an option for you. Um, And another one that I really like, it's so simple, again, people think it's ineffective or they're like, oh, I can't deprive myself of all the sweet uh, this, the, the little creatures, or the little you know creature comforts in life. No liquid calories, all right? What does that leave you with? Water, tea, coffee. If you're dead set, if you're fucking serious about getting the weight off, that's one of the easiest things you can do. Stop drinking your calories, all right? You're already over budget, okay? <laughs> You know, you wanna mocha frappe latte with a bit of cream on top, oh that'll be 400, 500 calories or more. A scoop of ice cream, yeah, bump that up to eight hundred. Don't drink your calories. Drink water and get your calories from food. If your weight's an issue, that's the way you should be looking at things, in my opinion. Okay? If you go on, you know, booze it up on the weekend there's another few hundred calories. Or if you go and get shit-faced, there's a few thousand calories, plus the food that goes with it, there's another couple hundred calories. And you can see how it adds up really quickly. So account for your calories. If you want to drop them really quickly, no liquid calories. Coffee, tea, water, that's you. Done. Which method you pick? Honestly, I don't care. Pick one. All right, which one's, air quotes, the best? Um, It's the one that works for you, my friend. And I I honestly can't make it more explicit and straightforward than that. Everybody wants to know the best X, the best training program, the best bicep exercise, the best cardiovascular exercise, for fuck's sake. Stop being enamored and infatuated with the best insert whatever it is you want to achieve. Just pick a method that you reckon that you can stick to and do it for a minimum of four weeks. Okay, why four weeks? Because everybody wants results fucking yesterday. Nobody has patience in this world anymore. Because in the land of convenience, everything's a fucking, a few button presses away. You know, a few taps on the screen, and bang, something's at your door. But I'm here to tell you, um, fat loss, weight loss, uh, building muscle, these things, um, unfortunately, they take time. So if you can't even stick to a plan for four weeks, Um, my assessment is this, you don't actually deserve the result that you want, okay? Because you're not committed. You're merely interested in the end result. You're not committed. So if you can't do four weeks, and here's the caveat, if we're doing a four-week time period and you do not achieve a success rate of 80% or higher, ideally, you should be aiming close to 100. Okay, but if you can't hit 80% or more, you have no fucking right to say that it didn't work. No, no, if you did 100% and you had no positive results, sure, then you can say it didn't work. But if you're not even hitting 80% or higher, fucking forget about it. You cannot say, you have no right to say that it didn't work. You didn't follow the fucking plan properly. That's what happened. Do you see how that works? As a coach, you may think, oh, Jesse, that's not very empathetic. That's not very, um, you know, motivating or inspiring. I'm not here to give you a little fucking fluff up. I'm not here to make you, you know, feel good about yourself. I'm here to actually help you get results and change the fucking situation you're in right now. If you don't follow the plan as directed, all I'm going to do is hold up a mirror and say, hey, you didn't follow the fucking plan. Did you? If that makes you feel bad, good. It should, because you said you had a goal, we created a plan, you didn't follow the plan. What do you think was going to be the end result? Yeah? So, you know, outcomes equal, you know, <laughs> the the amount of work you put in is the amount of result that you will achieve, okay? That's That's the way it is. If you don't like it, tough shit. That's just the way it works. A plus B equals C. What you put in is what you will get out. Now that I've beaten the the CFD, the calorie fucking deficit into your brain, uh, let's discuss training, shall we? Uh, Below are my recommendations for putting one style or prioritizing one style uh, before another. So I'm gonna start with weights. If you wanna do weights first, okay? Let's say you're you're steadfast in the fact that you wanna do weights first. I would do weights if your primary goal is to increase your strength if you want to get stronger you need to do it while you're fresh you can't do it when you're fatigued okay if you want to build muscle again you need to lift as heavy as your technique allows you can't do that when you're gassed when you're fatigued when you're at fit when you know the fuel tank's at 50% i want you as close to your 100% capacity as possible okay Another reason you may choose to do weights first is if you're time poor. So if you don't have a lot of time, let's say you've got 30 minutes three times a week, right? And you want to get the most bang for your buck. We could kill two birds with one stone. I could pick some big exercises that allow you to lift heavy loads and put it in a sequence, like for example, a circuit or a complex where you train your whole body and do it in such a way that you actually get a cardiovascular benefit from it as well. Okay, Because if you're doing just cardio, um, most of the time you're not gonna build really any muscle unless you're sprinting. And when I say sprinting, I'm talking like top-end fucking speed here. I'm talking running to your full capacity, okay? Just look at a 100-meter sprinter. They are fucking jacked. Like they are big, they are strong, they are muscular all over, okay? It's part, to yes, it's part genetics, but it's also how they train. Um, but if you're stuck for time and you want to get a good amount of results in that time, yeah, do some weights. Like I said, lift heavy to moderately heavy. And we put it in a format that allows you to work non-competing muscle groups. So what I mean by non-competing muscle groups is this, I don't do two chest exercises back to back. So I would maybe discourage doing like a barbell bench press straight into push-ups. I will try and work your whole body. Push, pull, hinge, squat. Four exercises, do one round, have a break, rinse, repeat, times 30 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever you've got at your disposal, okay? That's a, in my opinion, that's a pretty effective training program. Okay, if you've got 20 to 30 minutes, uh, they're not all gonna be barbell exercises. They need to be suitable for the equipment you have and the space you have available. But maybe it looks like this. I'll do it in just the push, pull, hinge, squat order so it's uh, it's easy for me to kind of go through. Okay, we want to lift real heavy. Okay, bench press times three reps. Push, uh, pull, uh, let's go either, if you have the strength, you can do some chin-ups. You know, uh, two to five chin-ups. Okay, there's the pull. If you can't do uh, chin-ups or pull-ups, do some body rows. Maybe we increase the volume because they're an easier Um, Form. It's it's an easier, it's a regression of that pulling pattern. And maybe you're doing say between six and 12 reps. Again, depending on your strength. If you're stronger, you can do more reps. If you're not quite as strong, you'll do fewer reps. Push pull, next is hinge. Uh, We might go for some heavy dumbbell RDLs, okay? So maybe we load you right up with the pair of dumbbells and you're going to do six to eight reps, okay? So it's not gonna work absolute or maximal strength with one to three repetitions, but it's still pretty fucking heavy. And you're gonna get a good benefit, uh, a good stimulus in terms of building strength. And again, you're gonna do it for a few rounds. So I don't want it to be maximum uh, so that you can only do it one round. You're gonna do a few rounds of this. And then the squat, uh, I want something that's not very technical, something that's quite easy to do. So I might give you a dumbbell goblet squat, okay? And you might do 12 to 15 of those. And why 12 to 15? Because that's the last exercise in the series, and I can push you pretty hard. So your heart rate elevates each exercise. Starts low, gets a little bit higher, gets a little bit higher, and then you finish on the high rep squats, still with a moderate moderate to heavy weight, uh, because it's quite simple uh, in terms of the execution. It's not the most technical movement out there. And that's why we can push to those you know, 12 to 15 reps. And if you pick the right load, you will probably find 12 to 15 reps to be quite gassy. It's gonna be hard in terms of a postural uh, aspect, staying upright. Um, But you should find after doing 12 to 15 of those, you're blowing. You'll be out of breath. So again, there's the cardiovascular aspect. We're probably doing a couple minutes of work, followed by one to two minutes of rest, depending on your um, aerobic capacity and your recovery. And you do that times... You can do it for a number of rounds, or you can do it for, you know, like I said, 20 to 30 minutes. And there's a training session. Bang, bada bing, bada boom, finished. All right. So that's why perhaps you may do weights first. Cardio, you might put first if your main goal is to improve your cardiovascular fitness and heart health. All right. If you do zero cardio, right, if you just want to get jacked and have huge muscles. That's all well and good. Like you're gonna look the part, <laughs> you're gonna look pretty good. Yep, there's your delts, there's your triceps, there's your biceps. Good. You know you got good thighs, you've got strong quads, good robust midsection. Wicked. Can you run around the block? Maybe. But if you can't, that might where that might be where we say whoa, 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 Arnold, Arnold, back things up a bit. Let's maybe uh, do something for the ticker, shall we? And the lungs. And that's where we might introduce cardio first, is if you've been avoiding it, um, hey, maybe we'll bring it front and center, and we say, okay, you've been avoiding the cardio for, for the last couple of years now, let's do that first. Get that out of the way, and then you can go and do the weights, which I already know you're gonna do, because you know, you've done the work, and you've got a pretty good physique already, okay? Just grab a quick sip of water there. Another reason you might choose to do cardio first is if you're getting on, if you're getting a little bit older, okay? Now it's not to say you need to slow down and get the wheelchair out or anything like that. You might choose to do cardio if your joints feel stiff or perhaps your mobility isn't as good as it used to be. And the reason that cardio can be such a winner in a scenario like this is because it increases your core temperature, okay? If you ever get up in the morning in the middle of winter, uh, maybe the knees are a bit creaky. Maybe they don't bend and move as well as they used to. Same thing with the elbows. Maybe it's the same thing with the fingers. Maybe there's a bit of arthritis and what have you. Um, I love this quote. Uh, an ex-student of mine used to say this, motion is lotion, okay? So the main goal of you know cardio in this situation would be pump blood around the body. Get all of your joints, ligaments, tendons moving and apply some blood flow to them. So it's basically acting as a lubricant, okay? If you've ever used WD-40, you know what I'm talking about there. You've got a, maybe, you've got a nut and bolt that just won't move. You give a little of WD-40, you wiggle it, jiggle it, move it around a bit, and the thing starts turning like, you know, like it's brand new. Maybe not brand new, but you know, it moves more freely than before. That's essentially what cardio can do for your joints, okay? I hope that gives you some kind of application and understanding of, you know, when and where to use each modality. You know, do your strength work or do you cardio. Because here's the thing, guys. I'll just keep it real with you. Um, you can slice it a million fucking ways, and you could you could literally spend forever debating, air quotes, what's better or what's best. And if you do that, um. That's a black hole. You go down there and, you know, you end up in that paralysis analysis state where it's just, oh, I read one study that said this one was better. And then you can go and find another study that contradicts it and says, nope, that's actually incorrect. Or they push their own kind of agenda and they say, nope, the exact opposite is true. So this is what's called cognitive bias, where we kind of search for answers that back up our own thoughts. Um, Just identify your goals. Right, assess your needs and your wants, your current physical capacity, and also how much time you have. And then give it a go and see how it works for you. Like I said, if your goal is to build muscle, cool, cardio is not going to get you there. Like, is it good for you? Absolutely. But if that's not your goal, that's not your goal. Do the thing that's going to move you closer to your goal. All right. If you're already really strong, really muscular. but like I said, you can't run around the block or you know you, you struggle to get up and down off the ground. Yeah, I'd probably put more eggs in the cardio basket and do some of that stuff. Uh, will you be good at it? Uh, initially, probably not, no. You're probably gonna suck at it. <laughs> but like anything, the more you practice it, uh, the more skilled you get, uh, and the more you will improve, all right? But this is the key thing as well. Um, assess it after a few sessions or a few weeks of time and just see what works for you. Everybody's different, all right? If you know you've always done your weights first and your cardio second, and that seems to be working for you, and you like that order, cool, do that. Like if it works for you, great, that's the main thing. There's some research that might suggest, you know, on the right hand side is the best, is proven to be the best results, and if you're doing stuff that's on the left and it works for you, who gives a fuck about that study on the right that says this is the actual best way to do it? If you know what works for you, if your body feels good, if you move well, if it's producing the results and you're making progress at the rate that you're happy with, keep doing it. Like, let's not overcomplicate this shit. But my, my professional opinion is this. It doesn't matter whether you do cardio or weights first in regards to fat loss. If your goal is to drop body fat, it's not the training. It's the nutrition, all right? The training is irrelevant unless you are consistently eating in a calorie deficit. And I can't stress that enough. Like that person who was doing 14 hours a week, still didn't see the results So on. It's because their nutrition wasn't on point. I could have given them all of the best Training advice that I've got in my brain and extracted it and given it to them would have made no difference. They're already training fucking 14 hours a week. There's no point in going up to 15 or 16 hours. It's not going to make a fucking difference. Alright? You need to be in that calorie fucking deficit. And if you're not doing that, don't expect to undo all of the damage and all of the, you know, And it's not going to reverse the energy that you're putting in your mouth, basically, is what I'm trying to say here, all right? And people will try and fight this. They will fucking, you know, go hammer and tong, and they will fucking scrape and claw and say, no, no, my eating's good, but there's always a but. I eat really good, but I'm just not losing the weight. I eat really good, but I struggle on the weekends. I eat really good, but I have a few wines with dinner. I eat really good, but I can't say no to dessert. I I eat really good, but my portion sizes are maybe too big. I eat really good, but when someone says, hey, would you like a coffee and a biscuit? I can't say no to the biscuit. I eat really good, but I love an iced mocha frappe latte, whatever the fuck is the latest and greatest um, (laughs) cafe delicacy. All right? Get your nutrition in order. Know your numbers, all right? If you would like some concrete numbers to shoot for with regards to how many calories you should be eating to get to your ideal weight range, please get in touch with me, send me a message, and I'll be happy to send you a calorie target PDF uh, because I do have them. I use them with my students um, and it will help you. It'll give you crystal clear numbers. This is the amount of calories you should be eating to get to your desired weight range. Okay. If you're not assessing, you're just guessing. All right. So if you're just going, oh, I'll I'll eat what I think is uh, the right amount of calories, don't be surprised if you don't make the progress you want. Unless you've got some numbers that um, that are, <laughs> are going to get you where you want to go. You know, you're shooting in the dark. You're just hoping, wishing that uh, the right outcome is going to fall your way or fall in your lap, and it's probably not going to happen. Sorry to say. Okay. Um, Sean, thank you very much for that question. That was uh, quite a lengthy uh, discussion and explanation. I hope I answered the question uh, to your liking and it gives you some ideas. And hopefully you can pass that on to some of the other gym goers as well um, to answer their question as well. Because chances are, um, if you're listening to this and you have a question, um, it's likely that somebody else has the exact same question or is struggling with the same thing you are. So guys, I do have a, uh, a part on my website where you can submit questions. And like I said, I wanna start doing this on a consistent basis, meaning regularly. I've set myself a target for the podcast for this year. Um, I I wanna publish 50 episodes um, in 2023, so that's uh, me giving a little bit of accountability to myself by uh, publicizing that. Um, But yeah, if you go to my website, www.fullasc.com, so that's F-U-L-L-A-S-C.com, and then click on the podcast tab on the menu. And you just scroll down a little bit. Uh, it says, do you have a question? So if you do have a question or a topic that you would like me to dive into and unravel, uh, please send it through. I'd be more than happy to add it to my show notes and give you a detailed explanation and answer that uh, can hopefully help you on your strength and fitness journey as well. So Sean, I hope that helps. I hope that helps uh, everybody else listening all of the millions of viewers and listeners. I appreciate you all. Um, yeah, and I hope you got what you need from it. Uh, if you did, like I said, um, yeah, I hope it does help. And yeah, if you want that calorie target PDF, just get in touch with me uh, on the line and I will get that to you and hopefully give you some direction on your journey. Alrighty, thanks for listening, guys. It's a pretty long episode, so I'm gonna let you go and uh, I'll speak to you guys real soon. But bye for now. If you loved the wake up call, found it entertaining or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.